Welcome to the Martin Smith Podcast. I'm Martin Smith and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm really excited for this episode as it's the first time I've got some guests actually with me. So today I'm actually in America, joined by my good friends Carrie and Cody Carnes, speaking about all things music, worship, ministry, being on the road, etc., etc., and our reflections on the Asbury Revival and all about their amazing song, The Blessing. This is episode four with Carrie and Cody Carnes. Oh, well, welcome to the Martin Smith podcast. This is the very first one I've ever done, and it is my utmost privilege and pleasure to welcome Mr. Cody Carnes, Mrs. Carrie Job Carnes. And we were going to do this separately, but this is a double whammy. <laughs> like, this is like both at once. This is going to be incredible. I get the privilege to interview you both together. And we've been on this tour, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been incredible for me to be with you guys yeah, on the West Coast too. Blessing Tour. Yes. I mean, how, how do you feel it's going? It's amazing. I think this will go down as one of our absolute favorite memories of our entire life. Yeah, I agree. It's been like uh, some of the best, if not the best, nights of worship that we've ever experienced on a tour. And uh, people on the West Coast are really hungry. Yeah. And leading with you and Stu has just been a dream. Just it's it's been uh, we were talking about it last night, but, you know, we've never toured together, but it feels like we we just jumped in and it was easy. And it was and it's just, you know, when you're when you're kind of. um, when you're about the same things, when your hearts are out, like yeah. after the same things, you just you jump in together, and it's like you've been doing it for years and years. Right? Yeah, that's been quite amazing, isn't it? So yeah. for people that are listening, yeah. normally you sort of have your support band, don't you? And then you know the main act comes on, and but I mean you were very kind for me, but we decided that let's just do the whole night together. So just, there's the three of us yeah. up there leading. Yeah. That is a mystery, isn't it? How yeah. you've never done it, done this before. We've never done this before together, right. and yet you get to the end of three hours, and somehow it's worked out. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what, I mean, why do you think that is? Like how you know you can't rehearse all the little transitions and the yeah. But somehow God's at move, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I think you know, I think we want we want Jesus to be exalted, and we want we want him to do what he does in a room, the Holy Spirit moving and, you know, and we're, we're, like I said, we're about, we're all about that together. And I also think that we're not afraid to give something space. So we're not, we're not actually really super concerned about the smoothest transitions or the, the craziest arrangements, even though all those things are really great. Um, but we're just really kind of leaning into the moments and, uh, you know, so, and, and, and I think, you know, we're all on the same page as far as what we're, what we're after. So it makes it easy. Yeah. And I think too, nobody's holding their songs like that. We have to do this certain song every night, you know, it's like just serving what God's doing in the room. And I specifically remember being in Los Angeles and all of us just kept looking at each other like, (laughs) what is happening? Because the hunger in the room was just so 
powerful and it it felt like we just had to stay on the edge of our seats to stay in the flow with the holy spirit Mm. and it's just been really really awesome yeah amazing i mean you know you you just mentioned the word you know sort of perfection and like how do we you know what what does that mean anyway you know like the last decade for sure Mm -hmm. there's definitely been a swing in church world to okay we've got to make everything excellent haven't we we've got to make it perfect but of course everybody's perfect and excellence is different isn't it so it's so subjective um what you know what when you get to the end of an evening you know we're all laying in bed what what makes it a great night for you carrie Hmm. I mean, specifically on a tour, you know, you're going into these cities that you don't know the people. It's not like being home at church and you're doing life with all of these people and you know what maybe they're needing that night with the Lord or whatever. But on a tour, you haven't met these people. And I, I always feel like beyond anything, if we can make sure before we leave, before we're done, that we make sure people know Jesus as mm. their Lord and Savior. You know, I always make sure every night there's a spot to do that. And even if the night's going long, you know. But it, it, it astounds me almost every night. It seems that like 50 to 70 people are raising their hand in the room. And it's just, you look at that going, oh my goodness. Like if I hadn't have presented the opportunity, you know, um, what would that have been like? You know, so it's yeah. I love that part. I think it's usually, um, you know, that feeling of, of did, did we see some sort of miracle tonight? Hmm. And that can, and that can look all kinds of different ways. Um, just, you know, those, and, and miracle meaning just a moment where you are just in, you're really just in amazement at Jesus. And, um, that could be through a song. It could be through salvation, you know? Uh, it could be through, uh, someone getting healed or, um, a moment when you felt like God was really speaking through a scripture that was read or whatever it is, but just feeling like you witness one of those just, wow, I can't believe that happened or that just felt so special, so miraculous, so full of the presence of God, you know, um, yeah, and you I feel like you really only need one. Yeah. You sometimes you get multiple moments like that, yeah. but you really only need one to really sense that you know, God was really in the room tonight. People were really hungry. Um because there's also so much that happens that we don't know. Yeah. So if like yeah. if I got to if I saw one, I know that there's probably a hundred more yeah. that I didn't see or didn't realize, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a unique genre, isn't it? The worship, call it the worship music genre of music. Right. It's like no other form of music on the planet because mm-hmm. even on this tour, you know, when we were talking after the nights, there's very little talk about, ah, oh, that riff that we played or, <laughs> yeah. you know, ah, oh, the drum sound was unbelievable or, you know, do you remember when we did that bit in the middle? Aren't we amazing? <laughs> It generally is exactly what you guys have just said. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, but do you remember that moment where we felt something shift in the crowd or, yeah. or move? And, and that is quite strange, isn't it? Strange, wonderful, mysterious to what we do. Right. Mm. Yeah. Really, that it's all really about the people. 
but um, okay. but anyway, going to rewind a bit. Okay. 2009, and the band that I was in, Delirious, with Stu, was our last ever uh, concert in America. And it was in Dallas, which is your hometown. Right. And um, I remember standing at the side of the stage and this young lady walking on <laughs> who was going to perform slash lead worship before our last ever concert, and it was you. And and I th- thought you were great then, like amazing. Um, I mean, look at your life. Look at what <laughs> God has done in your life since. It's yeah. extraordinary, isn't it? It is so sweet, yes. And I mean, how does, how do you, you know, when you look back, how do you process that? Mm-hmm. You know, all that's happened in your life. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I mean, I just feel so thankful that I've gotten to just do the deep things that have been desires and dreams of my heart. And still in 2009, I wasn't married yet, and I longed to to do like get married and do ministry with my husband. It's yeah. always been a dream and desire. Um, and so, I mean, so much has changed yeah. since then. Like Cody What's and I. The, yeah, where did you guys meet? Like, how did all that happen? We met at church, so we would have known each mm-hmm. other then. Would have been right after that. That we met for yeah, the first time? 2010. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, we hadn't met yet. Uh, and we met at church. We met at Gateway in Dallas and became really good friends. He started traveling with me in my band. Oh, that's was dangerous. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like a dear friend at the time. Like, I, yeah. you know, we were just friends. <laughs> I, I saw her just brushing her teeth in her PJs yeah. long before yeah. uh, there would be... That's the, that's, she's the one for me. Yeah, long before there'd be any nerves about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> my night guard. Yeah. yeah. Like I know. If only people could see... <laughs> the scenes on the bus in the morning it's not pretty oh, is it no. it's not pretty <laughs> you're like your hair's disheveled and you uh, crawled out of a coffin bunk and i know <laughs> like, i know uh, like bats coming out of a dark cave yeah we spend the uh, eight hours of the day just sort of getting ready to present ourselves for the evening yeah, we do. Yeah. so anyway so you got married yes and um you guys are amazing and it's been beautiful hanging out with you guys and you know it's just seeing you guys together but now you've got kids, right? So tell us about, you know, the, yeah. the boys. They're amazing. Yep. Our boys are seven and four. Um, they're wild and amazing. And uh, they love being on the road with us. And they love video games and drums and sports. And, uh, and yeah, pirates. they're just the most boy boys and... They're both just incredible, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and what has been amazing for me to observe, it brings back a lot of memories for me mm-hmm. because, you know, Anna and I travelled back in the day with all of our kids and it just, I've been watching you guys just thinking, oh, well, I remember that so much, not sleeping, <laughs> getting up four in the morning, you know, then wanting, you know, breakfast and... You know, just all the wrong stuff to eat. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just all the wrong stuff, all the sugary cereal. And, you know, and then you get to sort of 10 in the morning and you realize you've got another seven hours to go. <laughs> and then you've got to get on stage yeah. and there's a few thousand people. Yeah. But um, how do you, yeah, how, see, and people wouldn't see that. 
they don't get the privilege of seeing how you guys construct that really well and do it really well but i mean how what have you got any tips you know how (laughs) don't do it i I just started yawning just you talking about all that i was like (laughs) tired (laughs) i'm tired just recapping that um you know we when we started having kids and we we know what we feel called to and what we love to do and this is our passion for us this isn't you know it it can turn into work and a job if you let it but we really do love this Mm -hmm. and getting to just love on Jesus with people and so we started talking about how we we wouldn't want to do it without the boys Mm -hmm. and so we've just figured out over the years how to create systems to bring them out and takes a village we have amazing girls that help us on the road and and then even at the home front just a, a whole system of how we do it and it's never one week is never the same as the, yeah. another one, you know. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and what's unique for you two is that you're both the artists. It is unique. You know, you're both busy during the day, and then you both have to get on stage, mm. and that is a that's hard to mm. um, you know balance all of that stuff, isn't it? Right. But yeah. Well done, though. Thank and then you. on top of that, you write all these amazing songs. Um, it's a miracle. <laughs> I know. You, I know. It's yeah. incredible. Um, one of the things I, I love about you guys is that you really have an affection for church. Mm. You know, that, that old school thing, you know, that we're all a part of, local church. Mm-hmm. Why do you, you know, let's face it, you know, you're on the road you people know you you don't have to go to church you know like why why bother like you've got your life you can do whatever you like now but why why do you bother with it like what's it what's the thing about it that you love and why is it important i i love this question i i feel emotional just as you're asking it you know it says in the bible those who plant in the house of god will flourish and I've always just been so moved by that scripture, and I've seen the fruit of it. You know, if you're going to plant something in good soil, you want to have good fruit. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the fruit of that in our lives, of, of staying planted in a godly house and in a, in a beautiful place that has good, rich soil. And um, I think my heart beats for the church because Jesus says he longs to come back for a pure and spotless bride, mm-hmm. and he likens the bride to the church. And it's not just four walls of a, of a building. It's us as his people that are his church and his bride, you know. So I think I'll always beat for that. I feel really compelled to write for people to find Jesus. I feel compelled to write songs that would help even even pray things to help our hearts be pure before the Lord. And um, I'm just very moved by that mm-hmm. in my life and feel very called to that. Yeah. Yeah, there's this, you know... Yeah, first first of all, it's just if it's a it's a command from God or it's a it's a instruction, it's a um, invitation an invitation. It's it's really, you know, an invitation from God for if you want your life to flourish, like be connected in the church, first of all. And then, you know, practically I think it's just for us it's really good to have people around us that that know us, that that we're we're walking in life with, um, and you know that being in the church is so 
special because we're all walking with Jesus together mm-hmm. and um, we're in the trenches together, mm-hmm. you know, and it'd be very easy for us to kind of go through life and never have connections with people outside of like what we do. Right. And I think being connected with, and that, that's, that goes for anybody, you know, whether you, you work a nine to five job and it's, you know, you're, you're connected to people at your work for, because of what you do, but having these connections with these people that are walking with Jesus with you, where there's no connection for, for what you do. It's just really about who you are. It's about you and your family. Right. Um, it's just really healthy, you know? And, uh, there's so many moments where, you know, we're, we're really having to figure out something or we're going through something hard and you know those are the people that we that we lean on those are the people that we call and the people that um are are in those moments with us you know um and it's just something about also consistently leading worship with leading the same people and being led by the same people yeah there's something about that because we lead worship all the time and so you could say like we're in church and in, in a way we are um but but we we're leading a different room every night and we'll leave tonight in this room and then we'll leave and go somewhere else. And we, who knows if we'll ever come back and lead here again. I can, you just don't know. So that consistency of like, when I go home to church, I'm seeing the same people. I know what God's doing in their lives. I know their stories and getting to like walk the journeys with them is so important. You know, I think I'll add this too. I think it's really, really powerful to be known as well by our pastors and to have that covering and that leadership, like they know where we are tonight. You know, they they're with us. They text us. They're like, "Oh, we're so expectant for what God's gonna do on the tour." Like, you can't buy that. Like, yeah. just having that safety too. Like when you're going through hard stuff, when we've walked through some difficult stuff with our boys or with our family, or when Cody lost his dad, or they were the first ones at our house. You know, to help pick us back up and yeah. say we're, we're going to get through this and yeah. the trauma and loss of this we're going to walk with you in yeah. this and it's not just about their church and what they're growing like they're we're doing life together yeah. and it's really pal- like it's just powerful i mean that that's amazing that you have that story of church being great but of course for a lot of people listening in fact, a lot of creative people, for some reason, you know, we struggle with yeah. the local church thing, you know, because it's, um, you know, I can talk to 50 worship leaders or musicians and it's like, oh, you know, my church pastor, I wish he'd just like let it go a bit or I wish he'd like, oh, this or that, or we don't have long enough. Mm. And then you can talk to 50 church pastors. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't keep these guys under control. <laughs> you know, they always want more yeah. time. They always, they never show up on time. And yeah. so everyone has a, a unique experience. But yeah. we, it's something that we all desperately need, especially creative people, right? Because sure. left to our own devices, we, we, we start to sort of drift off. Yeah. And and so I know for Anna and I, the community that we're involved in has really saved our lives, you know. Yes. So it is, it is amazing. But, oh, it, I mean, it that tension between mm-hmm. creativity, mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. leading worship, how, how do you guys get around that? How do you navigate that? And how can you advise people listening who, you know, really want to be super creative in church, but sometimes there's a lid on it? Mm-hmm. And how, how do you navigate that? 
You always have really great answers. <laughs> I have a thought, because I want to hear what you're going to say, too. I'll, I'll share this thought. Um, you know, we have dear friends that that it's difficult at their church yeah. right now. Like, we were with them recently, and you just sit and cry together because there's so longing for their church to have a breakthrough and worship to experience a move of God, you know? And so you've got that dynamic as well of like, it's not going amazing, but they feel called to it. And if, and we're so thankful they feel called to it because that church needs them. And uh, I think that there's such a beauty in knowing the vision of the house as a worship leader. You've got to know the vision of the house and the vision of the pastors and know that you feel called to that church because I think you would have a such a struggle if you don't feel called to that what that church feels called to do you know so I think that's like one of the number one things for a creative and a worship leader is to make sure you know what God's saying to those pastors are you connected to that and can you serve that with all of your heart or else it's going to constantly I think be a struggle yeah I think that's great I think yeah if you know the vision of the house and if you if you are committed to it um, then when it comes time to serve the house and, you know, lay down your agendas and desires and things and serve the house, then, you know, uh, you're serving it because you've committed to the vision of it. You've committed to pastors and, and, you know, I th- when you serve, when you serve a pastor and a leader, um, you know, when you submit to their authority uh, you're doing it unto the Lord, you know? And so even when it's hard, um, there's such a reward, I think, from God yeah. by, by, by like laying down your, your desires. And that's so, um, that's so shaping too mm-hmm. for character, for purity, for, um, cause a lot of times the desires that we have are, are kind of, uh, can be like selfish ambitions or, things that actually the Lord wants to speak to us about or, and, and, and I also believe that God always like vindicates too. So if, if there really is something that you're burning for that for some reason right now, you can't, you can't see that happening. Um, or if, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're in a situation where, um, you really feel like you need to fight for what you believe in and what's right. Um, God always vindicates that stuff. He always works it out. He always, he always makes the truth come out. He always so it's like putting your trust in God and 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 serving your your church. Um, there's just there's just such blessing in that, and you know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of power in prayer, you know. I think as worship leaders, God, uh, a lot of times you're gonna feel and sense things before you get there because you can't lead people somewhere you haven't been. So I think a lot of times, creatives and worship leaders and churches. The Lord's speaking to you things of where you are burning to take the church or where you're burning to lead them. That's going to really only start through prayer and intercession and God, how are we going to, how would we get the church to be more like wanting more worship or even five or 10 more minutes sometimes for our church would be a big jump because they're just not used to that. But interceding into it, taking your time with the people, you know, happens with prayer first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're at a really quite interesting time in history, aren't we? Where we've had a couple of decades of sort of what I call like the rock band worship thing. You know, yeah. drums, bass, electric guitar, 
pads. Mm-hmm. If you go back 40, 50 years, you'd go to any church around the world and probably have a church organ in it. Definitely would not have a drum kit in it. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, people have to break through that and then that becomes normal. Mm. Um, I guess it'd be fascinating to know what what the new normal is going to be in 20 years' time. But yeah. But what I was going to say is that you know that the revival that's happening at Asbury University mm-hmm. and for some that are listening that don't know where or what that is it's uh, just in a small university mm-hmm. in the middle of Kentucky right mm-hmm. and nothing special about the university nothing special about the building mm-hmm. but a group of teenage kids really isn't it mm-hmm. you call them Gen Zers mm-hmm. uh, or we, we would say Gen Zers but it sounds a lot cooler when you say Gen Z. Um, have been meeting and to pray and just worship mm-hmm. without any of this stuff that yeah. is apparently cool. You know, right. there's no drum kit or there's no, yeah. uh, you know, expression pedals or LED screens. Mm-hmm. Just, um, just kids pouring their heart out mm-hmm. to the Lord. And I know that you visited, didn't you, Carrie? I did. Yeah. I mean, how was it? It was really, really sweet. Um, I remember walking in and just, uh, I keep saying it just felt so pure. It just felt like this really pure water source that had been redug, like a spring. And people, it just seemed like they just wanted to like wash themselves in it. And there was a, a sense of joy. Um, there was just a sense of just such hunger. And that's why I went. I wanted to just sit in a room full of a bunch of really hungry people. And, you know, I I was raised around hearing about revivals that took place, and our church was having, like, this, like, second-hand impartation of this revival happening in in the 90s. But I was like, I'm four hours away from a place that they're saying, like, an outbreak of the Holy Spirit is happening. I'm going. And I just, I wanted to just be in the room and... um, and it was that, like, it, it was just simple. And it was uh, any any inkling that God was, everyone was just, like, so leaned in. Like, what's God going to do? What's going to, what could happen? And then the repentance down at the front and just these waves of his presence would just, like, move through the room. And, and then you just would be waiting and just enjoying sitting in there. And then it would happen again. And, I mean, I didn't even get to be there as long as a lot of people but I, I'm just so honored that the next generation, I'm, I'm honored, I want to honor them that they're going after the Lord like this and that God's moving on their behalf. It's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, as an Englishman traveling to America, I would say the last couple of years I've been here, it started to feel a little bit hopeless you know, like as a nation, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not unique to America. That's where I live as well, like all around. The world. Yeah. This feeling of hopelessness. Right. But I tell you what, this month, mm-hmm. March 2023, mm-hmm. I landed here, and I don't know. There's something different. Oh, there's something <laughs> in the air that's different, mm-hmm. and it's not only America. You know, my son Levi was at a meeting in London, right in the middle, in an old Westminster chapel. And again, the similar thing, just people praying, worshipping, pouring their hearts out to God. Tears, yeah. people getting saved, healed, delivered, you know. Yeah. 
and you think, oh wow, like that's what we've been praying for all these years, isn't it? Right. Not the LED screen to get brighter or right. or the higher definition or. Right. We love all that stuff, and I love that stuff. Yeah. I love all the creativity and yeah. the fact that you know you you can hear a kick drum in a room and it moves the frame of your body is right. is just amazing right. we could have another podcast solely on that could right. we cody yeah. <laughs> it, the sub frequencies of worship but anyway yeah. but to to see this generation um going through that right now it, it is just quite incredible and then it feels like all the parents lean in yeah like oh well this is what's happening so it's a, it's hopeful too isn't it because it's they're the next generation and there's been so many negative things that have been spoken over them Mm -hmm. and i feel like they're like uh no Mm. we're not going to stand under that Mm. we're not going to let that be our destiny Mm. like god's bigger than that and i think it's a gift that god's moving it's like it's just it feels so tangible Mm. like god's just right there and he doesn't feel like this far away god to them he's they feel like, oh, he's been listening this whole time. Mm-hmm. He's with us, and we're going to see a move of God in our generation. And then all of us are just like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. cheering it on. And we're going to get to see and taste the fruit of it all. So yeah. it's yeah. good. I mean, we, we um, this is a funny thing to say, but kind of we, we lead worship for a job, don't we? Like mm. it, we lead, you know, this... Some people are doctors, some people are nurses, teachers, but we lead worship. Mm-hmm. So it's a slightly unusual job. Right. Um, you could say we're the professionals, but <laughs> of course... <laughs> professional. Not at all, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. and, and we have things like record companies and, yeah. you know, uh, publishing deals and song promotion and people selling tickets to concerts and stuff. Um, what's the how's all this going to work out like you know um what do you love about the industry side of it and what are you nervous about you know the next four, five ten years man i don't i don't i don't really know you know um we never really know what's going to happen yeah. or what um it's always just it's always just step by step with the Lord, you know, it's always kind of what is right in front of us. What's, you know, what is God asking us to do right, right in front of us and what is kind of our next step, you know, and that's really all that we, all that we know, you know, so this, this could change all of it. Really, it really could. And, um, and I think there's a lot, a lot of things that would be, would be good to have changed. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that, would it would be great to to purify things even more and just um and really just go after Jesus and it be even more authentic and even more you know just pure and real and so i mean that would be the best thing to happen yeah i don't you know, know that's a really difficult question to to answer cuz it yeah there isn't an answer for it. It's yeah. just the feelings, the things we talk about. Yeah. You know, we, we build these empires around, um, you know, what people are doing and especially in the worship scene. And there are great people 
involved absolutely For brilliant sure. people that we know that, yeah. that are so brilliant in their jobs at helping us get our music out yeah and then there are there are other people that are in it for the wrong reasons and yeah it, it's just working out but like okay so your eldest son canyon he's he's 15 15 years old now and he wants to make a record yeah. he wants to make a record like mum and dad what are you going to say to him like <laughs> I mean, how you gonna advise him? I mean, I think if he if that's in his heart to do it, yeah. I, we would we would be so excited. We yeah. we'd support him a hundred percent. You know, just uh, yeah, I think that would just be. I think that'd be amazing. You know, there's nothing wrong with with being in the industry, and um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you know um, that being a vehicle for people to hear your songs. You know, and I. I think we both feel like that's just something that the Lord has led us into. And I think that's the most important thing is just to, if, if God's leading you into that and that's what, that's what, that's what God wants to happen. That's the vehicle God wants to use. Then, then by all means, like it's amazing. And, um, and there's people that are really, really great at it. And, you know, and I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that you're not opening doors for yourself or trying to, trying to push them open and trying to, trying to because if you if you push the doors open then you have to sustain it and it's yeah. it'll kill you yeah. but if god opens the doors then god's the one that sustains it and you kind of just get to ride this wave that god has put you in with the wind at your back and you know you you want it you want it to be and it's all god's timing is always slower than ours what we want it to be but you want it to be you know god's timing and but i mean yeah. how did it for you when you first started leading how did the door get open to do it more like, because you were in the UK, you know, how did it get over to America? Yeah, and, and England, it, it, you know, it's a small, we're an island, you know, so right. we don't really have the same industry that would be here. Right. Uh, there are a few labels, but more really song publishing help, you know. So right. I don't know, it, it was a miracle, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And something that definitely we couldn't have done ourselves and yeah like like you said cody like the tension is we're taught through the bible to humble ourselves mm-hmm. and like you know not promote ourselves mm-hmm. right. and yet suddenly you've got a job that you have to promote yourself mm-hmm. or you have to you know if you don't let anyone know that you're in a city playing How's anyone going to show up? <laughs> right. You know, and and you really want them to. Be, you'd rather there were like hundred people rather than four people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, because I think it'll be a better night if there are, and right. and so it's a real tension, isn't it? Yes. And I remember exactly that. Of oh wow, like we're now going to a festival in America, mm-hmm. and there's eighty thousand people in the crowd, mm-hmm. and we're just this little band from Littlehampton on the south coast of England. And and then and they're like doing all this promotion and they're you know they're like telling the crowd we're this hot band from England and you're like no 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 please 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 can you just like just shut up like don't say anything um, but I I love that thing about uh, Solomon you know who was asked to build the temple wasn't he for the Lord to put the Ark of the Covenant in and then he finishes that. And then decides, oh, great, I quite enjoy that. I'm going to build myself one, but it's going to be twice as big. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, 
I think it's it's accepting that as human beings we are flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. conflicted. Yeah. We have an ego. Yeah. We want to be successful. We, yeah. we want to achieve. Yeah. And actually a lot of that is good, you know, like it's yeah. good to sort of want to aspire to do great things. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like you said earlier, you know, about being in church, that's probably the place that saves us, isn't it? Absolutely. Because yeah. we're around people that, uh, from all walks of life, and they're, yeah. they're not yeah. that bothered about our lives, yeah. you know, right. in terms of how many records we've sold, or right. and I think that's quite healthy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I keep wanting to just add in, maybe just for a young person listening, like one of these Gen Zs, that's you just feel like this is going to be something God asks you to do one day. And Cody and I reference Bill Johnson a lot. At you know, we were all at a really special weekend together a couple years back, and. Bill Johnson spoke to us and he said, when you write, write from encounter so that the encounter you're having gets locked up in that song. And then when it gets recorded, it's miraculously invites other people into a similar encounter with the Lord. And I think above anything, whether someone wants to jump on board and help be a label or, you know, all the things involved, just always just do everything from an encounter with Jesus because you'll be really astonished at what God does through those songs and and let those people um, you lead them don't let them lead you and what I mean by that is let them know hey I'm not ready yet but I'll let you know when I'm ready because you'd rather put something out that has the weight of the glory of God on it and encounters than rushing something with no encounter that just becomes a bunch of noise we have lots of noise but we need encounters we need people want encounters with jesus so if that's on your life and you want to steward that i think it's so important yeah and i think then that then that kind of turns the promotion and the the things that you have to do in that way like you said it's a necessary part of it but it but the promotion then becomes it becomes about Hey, I had, I had this encounter with Jesus. I want to sh- I, I want to share it with you, and it's genuinely about like I want people to encounter Jesus, and I want to help them. I feel I'm, I feel like God's given me this. I'm so I'm now I'm now I'm called to help and and just do what do what I can do to lead people into that same place, and and then that becomes the heart of when you when you tour and when you make records and when you're saying hey I've like like I had a song released today it's like and this song has an encounter with Jesus in it for me and the moment that we recorded it was an incredible encounter with Jesus and so it's easy just to say hey I would love to just share this with you yeah and and then be being okay with whatever happens with it and at that point whenever something gets released it's it's really it's in God's hands at that point you know and I'm not going to bend over backwards trying to get people to listen to it. I'm just going to trust that God's going to lead it where it's supposed to go. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, you know, it's been proven that if you promote a song on the Martin Smith podcast, <laughs> right, within, apparently within 20 minutes, there's a billion streams. Wow, right. uh, so I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it's proven, it's proven. <laughs> anyway, talking about songs. Talking about songs because that's a huge part of your guy's life is writing songs. And when I think, I look back and I think of some of the big songs that have changed 
kind of the atmosphere in people's lives they've changed the course of even like church life or I, I go back to things like here I am to worship Tim Hughes yeah. shout to the Lord Darlene yeah. check yeah. 10,000 reasons Matt yeah. Redman yeah. um, you know extraordinary songs that sort of definitely like that like they were bombs being dropped weren't they yeah. and you have a bomb <laughs> as well that has been put in your hands that you let off every night mm. called the blessing mm. and it's been amazing for me standing on the same stage as you guys uh just doing that song every night it is extraordinary it's like mm. it's a song plus 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 isn't it it's and it's that thing that only god could do that mm. it's more than a song it's how would you, what do you how do you even explain it like and and like how how on earth or how on, in heaven did you end up with that song tell us about it the blessing it will always remain a mystery to me yeah. i i don't know i i think i just um i think we we know that we just long to lead worship and and have tools to do it with you know, and to have have some arrows in the quiver from the Holy Spirit to be able to pull out and to be able to shoot them and the enemy just runs f for cover, you know. And so for us, like getting to, when we sit to write, we just always want to write songs that, like you, like it's like we just want to write songs that people can cling to and grab a hold of at any given moment because they need a lifeline. Or because they need to be reminded of the goodness of God, or you know, I think we didn't go in that day going, "We're gonna write a smash hit," you know. Like <laughs> uh, we went, we actually went in to that writing session that day, and I had been crying out to the Lord. Uh, I was like, "Lord, I love leading other people's songs in my life, and I've I've carried a few songs in my life that I believe in," and I had actually really been asking the Lord is there a song that I could help write that I could help carry? Like I want to write. And I'd been going through that last year before we wrote the blessing. I, I postpartum and depression had been really, really hard for me. And, um, Kingston, our now four year old, he was six weeks. I had to save his life wow. in a real tragic experience, experience. And, um, this like mama bear thing, hmm started having to rise up in me because I was either going to let the enemy win with fear mm. and torment or I wasn't. Mm. And I just started like having to go after the promises of God and declaring them over myself and over my family. Mm. So there was something just locked up in me that was like, I'm so tired of the enemy and his schemes trying to steal. So for some reason, whatever, for whatever reason that day, it just started like coming out in the mm. bridge of that song. And it just felt like arrows just just straight at the enemy, but also just something to cling to of the Lord. And we didn't know what it would do. We just felt the Lord in the room that day, you know. But um, yeah, it seems so weird to even talk about because it just feels so sacred. Even yeah, you yeah. know, it's just yeah. it's always going to be a mystery to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a miracle. Yeah, that's the fun thing about writing songs is you you just never know what God's going to do with it, you know? And sometimes it's disappointing because you really believed in something and maybe it didn't meet your expectations. 
and then sometimes uh, it just blows expectations out of the water. And you, you, and that was one of those situations where we were just, you know, you're chasing those little those little ideas that light themselves. And you know, like the idea to write around the number six scripture just lit itself that day. I was like, yeah, let's that's yeah let's write let's write around that you know and then all these promises of god started coming out like yeah let's write around that like because why wouldn't you you know and um and then you know but then just to 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 be a part of writing that song to lead it at church two days later you know and for that to turn into a youtube video that came out you know a week after we wrote it basically um and then to that for that to be right before the world shut down and the pandemic yeah. was just, yeah. I mean, you just, that's just a God. You can't make That's just a God orchestrated thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we, we kind of pinch ourselves all the time that we just got to be in the room that day. Just yeah. as it seemed like heaven was just dropping this song in, in a room for yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for writing that song, but what, what I've noticed about it is that it, it, it's in every nation that's when you know god's done something extraordinary and we i think i told you this before but when when russia invaded ukraine over a year ago hugely traumatic moment for that nation and um you know we did a prayer day in in our park in brighton and we we had this mother and daughter that were from ukraine and we translated the song into ukrainian And I tell you, we did all the sort of Western worship and modern, you know, yeah. in English. And then when they started singing in Ukrainian, you know, the sang, sang the blessing song. Just there was not a dry eye, you know, it yeah. was just people were weeping and crying out to God. So uh, anyway, amazing, isn't it? Oh, anyway, yeah. we are coming to the end of this podcast now this we're going to finish with the the most spiritual and intense part of it Um. all right (laughs) (laughs) so years ago on tv in the uk there was this program called mr and mrs right and it was quite clever because they'd put the guy in a room and then they'd ask the wife three questions that he really should know the answer to yeah and the success of the marriage was based on, <laughs> you know, oh, whether, and, and yeah. but of course the guy always messed up. Yeah. Like, always got it right. So anyway, <laughs> no pressure, Cody. <laughs> yeah, so I've up. got three questions for each of you. Okay. First one for Cody. Carrie's favorite shoes at home. Mm, Doc Martens. Is that, is that right? One she has them on right now. One point, I one do, nil, one nil. On if, right ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Carrie, what are the make of Cody's golf clubs? PXG. <gasps> Woo! Totally I just got them. I did not expect. That is, that <laughs> I did is either. Respect. That's impressive. That That's impressive. <laughs> that is very, very good. Um, Cody, um, for Carrie, shopping or spa day? Oh, man. How do you choose? You couldn't even choose. What would you say? Yeah. No, yeah, both. Both. The perfect day would be getting to do one in the afternoon and one in the morning. Yeah. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carrie, for Cody, Cortado or pour over? Um, Cortado. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man after my own heart. (laughs) Um, Carrie's favorite movie? Pride and Prejudice. Yep. That's it. 
Boom. That's hell in this. Silly, you are another level. I, I was expecting this to go wrong, but this is unbelievable. Last one for Carrie. This is to Cody. A Matt Redman song you think Cody wishes he'd have written? 10,000 Reasons. All in, no, no, no. You can pick any. I think pick any of them. here I am to worship. Yeah, any yeah. of them. I'm hard yeah. of worship. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Hard of worship. I think you got three, three out of three each. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you've set the bar very high <laughs> yeah. for whoever's coming off. Anyway, thank you guys. Yeah. I feel like I'm leaving this tour, leaving America with friends forever. Yes. And um, same. Can't wait. What a friend I found, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for you to visit our house. Oh, okay. We're gonna have some barbecue. We We're gonna have some Indian food. Oh yes. And but we love you loads. Thank you guys for you coming guys. on this, Carrie and Cody. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this, hit the follow button on your podcast provider. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe. See you soon.